Well, welcome to WNZN Radio, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. I'm very happy you tuned in for one more show. Uh, this is uh, 89.1 FM. On If you're having any problem, like I always say before our show start, uh, just go and, and Google it up on your iPad, your iPhone, or we actually are able to get it on uh, Lexi. You know, you just ask them, you know, to put it up, and we always get it up on uh, on that. So I'm here with my friend David Abood. David, good great to, to be you. here with you, John. Beautiful, another day. beautiful day. Yeah, as summer is kind of eking out yeah. here, and we're headed towards yes. autumn. So the last two weeks, we looked mm-hmm. at an extremely interesting book, the Book of Job. Now, yeah. many many people think that this this uh, this book book is very significant on many areas. It gives us a a, mm. a curtain is pulled on the supernatural. We see Satan here. Uh, no longer like we saw him in the Garden of Eden as a snake. Here we see him actually as this angel, what's called the sons of God, come before God, and he's with them. So we see yeah. he has access, and we're going to see a lot of his activity, which is hidden to us through most of the Bible, yes. but not all. There is hints of what he does. But uh, the other thing that's unique about this book is it's it's old. I mean, it, some might consider this the oldest book in the Bible, hmm. Now, it seems like it's written in the era of the patriarchs. And we know that the Bible proper, like the Torah, the Pentateuch, what we call the first five books, that's written by Moses in approximately the year 1500, whereas this predates that. It seems like it predates that for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, his, all his wealth is in, like in livestock and yeah. cattle, not silver. Right. And so by the time Abraham and you get to Exodus, the wealth is often accompanied by silver and shekels and coins. The other thing is uh, there's no mention of Moses, the tabernacle, the law, the Sabbath. So it seems like he predates that, which again places him at the time of the patriarchs, which is maybe... Uh, 2000 BC, 4,000 years from where we sit right this day. That makes it interesting. And the nature of the book has been studied by believers and non-believers. We even use the expression, the patience of Job. Yeah, you know, so as we get into it, so the past couple of weeks, Dave, we've been looking at suffering. And we asked that question, why? Mm -hmm. And of course, Job doesn't necessarily answer it. He doesn't understand why, uh, because he's a righteous man. Mm -hmm. But many people think it gives us maybe a glimpse of Jesus, which we're going to look at today. Now, Jesus said, search the scriptures for they testify of yeah. me. He, in Luke chapter 24 with his disciples, he after his resurrection, he opens up the scriptures to them, starting with Moses, which is the first five books, and then goes all the way through the Old Testament. And he shows himself in these books, Psalms and you know Isaiah and all these other books. Well, maybe also in Job. And now um, in, in Hebrews, actually in Hebrews chapter 10, it says this, um, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. This is the incarnation, our Lord speaking from the Old Testament. Uh-huh. In burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Jesus, behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. Notice the volume of the Old Testament yeah. book. And... Um, Jesus says, all scripture is written me when he's talking about mm, the Old Testament. Yeah. So that's what we're going to look at today. Sure. It says something very interesting in Proverbs 25, verse 2. It said, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. So we're looking, we're comparing scripture to scripture. Again, Jesus said, 
search the scriptures for they testify of me. And that's what we're doing. And we're going to look at this book of Job. Now, um, again, we're not sure the starting date. I mean, when he actually ex lived. But one thing is very, very important is in verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uz uh, whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. Yep. Now look at this. This is a righteous man. I right. mean, he's a holy man. He's a good man, which, of course, we're going to see when Jesus comes. He's totally sinless. Which book in Job are you, Jen? Chapter 1, verse 1. Okay. Uh, you know, so it just starts out like that. So he has this righteous standing, mm -hmm. but he's going to be a suffering servant. Right. So that you're getting to get a, like these glimpses mm -hmm. of our Lord. And then we see Satan, you know, coming in. You could read it in verse 6, 6 through 7, or sure. 6 through 8, yeah. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Notice what God says. Yeah. There was no one on earth like him. Yes. So he's yes. singularly this righteous man. Right. And he's going to suffer. And usually back then, if you did right, you lived a godly life, you would prosper. That's how they often mm -hmm. looked at these kind of things. Yep. But here, in again, maybe the first book in the Bible, you see this man. It's not only declared righteous and upright, but God declares him. Uh, of all the people on the earth, yes, there was no one like him. And we, now again, we think of Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, he's totally without sin. Yes. Now, uh, one thing here is that Satan says, yeah, he he serves you uh, because he's going to get something. That, that's basically what, the, what, what Satan is going to say in verse 9. He says, the, the, Job doesn't serve you for nothing. You put a hedge around him. You blessed him. And all of this. And now remember the, the, the Satan's temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. Yeah. And he tempts him repeatedly. And we're going to see Job actually uh, is victorious over those temptations. And of course, Jesus is too. So we're getting these like linkage yeah. with our Lord. And that's, we're just starting now. So we know what happens. God gives permission to Satan to attack his possessions. Mm -hmm. And that he attacks his possessions. Uh, number two, he, then he attacks his children through storms and through these Enemy yeah. forces come against them, and then he's going to actually hurt him physically. Mm -hmm. He's going to have scabs. He's going yeah. to be oh, boy. some kind. Yeah. Of, so if you notice how much he suffers, yes. has anyone ever suffered like this? Oh Christ! You know yeah. because again, that's right. Yeah. Because the the problem is that people were reading this and they go, "Why did he suffer so much yeah. when he's so righteous?" Right. Well, why did Jesus suffer so much? Yeah. When he's so righteous. Well, we're going to see in Psalm 53, it says it was God's plan. Mm -hmm. It says about Jesus, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised yeah. for our iniquities. It pleased the Lord to to, uh, to 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 bruise him. Yes. It was God's plan. So just like it's God's plan here. You understand? It, yeah. it really, uh, it, what we're doing is kind of focusing on this man. Go on, David. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess for for all men of all ages to you know to gain comfort from job's example and even christ as you said he 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 suffered in every aspect we can think of 
family relations, finances, livelihood, and physical yeah. death. Yeah. And, um, and in order to save, you know, our generation, Christ went through the same set of sufferings. Right, right. Physical and then death, too. I mean, all the way across. Yeah. His family thought he was crazy. His, you know, his core apostles left him in need. Uh, you know, so it's all right there. It, it's really a strong connection. So. Yeah, so now we know kind of most people may be familiar with the story, but what happens here yeah. is um, he these friends start coming around him. Right. Okay, jo what's called Job's friends. Now, mm -hmm. they don't help him because they don't know the big picture either. No. They said, they repeatedly say, Job, you must have done something wrong. Job, you must, because you're suffering yeah. like this, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is similar to the New Testament. For example, mm -hmm. when the apostles see the blind man, in John chapter 9, they say, who sinned, this man or his parents? And Jesus yeah. says, neither, but this was for the glory of God. Yes. You see, that, that why we have the book of Job today is for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. It shows God is in complete control. Absolutely. Even though we don't understand everything, yes. and certainly Job didn't understand it, and his friends definitely didn't understand it, but he still trusts God. And that's a very interesting thing. Because God is in control. He's yes. even in control of the devil. Oh, yeah. See, he's on a leash. Right. That's why he says you can do yeah. this, but don't do that. You can yeah. go this far, but not that far. And, of course, we see that in Luke, right before mm -hmm. our Lord's crucifixion, where he says to Peter, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has uh, requested that he would sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you so that after you're converted, strengthen the brethren. But there it tells you. He, he's requesting, hey, I want, yeah. uh, you know, because Peter says, I will never deny you. And then he denies right. our Lord. Yeah. He does. He's, he's got great courage, but he also has this idea of yeah. he says things he shouldn't say sometimes. Right. What we call ready, fire, aim. He just speaks stuff up. Yeah. But Satan wanted at him. Yes. See? So it shows the activity of Satan, mm -hmm. which we might do a whole program on in the near future. So now we see that this, okay, so he suffers family, right. friends, physical, his reputation. Mm -hmm. he's, he's viewed now as a, uh, uh, what would you call it, just a pitiful man yeah, that it, must it, have done something. Wasn't he, wasn't he looked at as a sinner? Oh, yeah. You know, so Alipay's taunted Job to call out to God for help. That's in Job 5.1, right? Right. Then, then you, and, and then, you know, they said the same thing of Christ at his death. Matthew 27, 43, he trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he will have him. There you go. So, you know, th there's that connection point that, you know, people thought, well, look, look at all the suffering. Right. They're, they're truly sinners. Right, right. They have offended God. Yeah. Uh, so, and he did nothing wrong. No. Now, it will say in uh, Job 2, verse 12, it, when, he, when he's, yeah, these diseases comes out of him, uh, verse 12, if you get that. Yeah, sure. Uh, and read that out there. Absolutely. Uh, verse 12. When they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep out loud, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. See how disfigured he Man, is? Man, yeah. And they see him from a distance. And, of course, at the cross, yes. it says many of his followers saw him from a distance. They uh -huh. didn't want to get real close. Well, he's badly marred at this time. Yeah. But here's what it says about Jesus in Isaiah 53. Right. It says, uh, verse 13, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled very high. 
just as many were astonished at you because your visage or your form yes. was marred more than any, any man, man right. and his form more yeah. than the sons of man. Yeah. You see? You, you know, John, th this, goes for, this goes right back. Again, you made, um, you know, when I first read the Bible, I didn't see this at all, so you kind of let me do my thing. And then as we started getting into it, and I've said this before, the Bible is all about Christ. Exactly. All these stories inter interact and interconnect to talk about the body of Christ and the individual of Christ himself. Exactly. And th then you see how, you know, Christ is like Joseph, Christ is like Abraham, you know, the list goes on and on. There's Christ is like Job. God really wants us to understand that this was his son, that he, uh, you know, that Jesus agreed to come down to take our sins on, to suffer as a human, even to be born as an infant. Yeah. You know, to go through all that for us, to and, leave and paradise. Yeah. You down no kidding. When you're an infant. No kidding. Oh, so right so from anyway, the get -go. Yeah. But you bring up a good point, David, because, again, it says in Hebrews, the volume of the book, it is written about me. Yes. He is the central character. Right. And the way of, th well, a couple of illustrations. One, let's say you're going to a cathedral. And you know how they, you've been in Europe, you've been in big cathedrals. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. The stained glass windows are just oh, incredible yeah. because they use really small pieces of glass yeah. and they let it in there. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say there's a big portrait in the, in the, in the stained glass window of our Lord mm -hmm. Jesus, okay? Maybe holding a lamb or yeah. whatever. But you, you go in at night, you can't see it real clearly, right? Yeah. It's dark. Yeah. You can see a little, you know, the mm -hmm. line. But then at noonday, when the sun is up, just coming right through that, you see every little detail and color in that stained glass window, but you see the person of right. our Lord. Right. Right. That's what happens when you have the Holy Spirit and you start looking at the Bible. Yeah. It's like, it just pops out. Like yeah. you say, it's just like, whoa, now yeah. I get it. Same way, if, let's say you're doing, um, what they used to call them, jigsaw puzzles. Uh -huh. It'd be like a yeah. 500, mm -hmm. you do those, right? Yeah, yeah, Marilyn so does. Yeah, she if likes you them. don't have the cover yeah. and you just got a yeah. box of those pieces, you're, you're, it might take you 10 years. No I mean, trial and error. But once yeah. you have the cover, the, the total picture, then you've got all these pieces that are fitting together. So too, when you look at the sweep of the scriptures and you insert Jesus, yeah. He, he, he unlocks it for you. Yes, like he you, does. You're looking at Genesis or Isaiah or Psalms or Job. You're starting to fit these pieces together. Yes. And like people say, a man couldn't, a man can't do that. You know, I, actually, this is what I'm speaking on tomorrow. You just can't, you can't come up with this. You know, 40 authors over no 1,500 years. No way. And you got this person of Jesus Christ yeah. that if you really examine his life, even if you're an unbeliever, he's so... Enigma. He's he's, yeah. he's a he's a mystery that comes across the, the, the sometime in history, and he yeah. like he floats over the pages, and he leaves his mark that's felt today. You know, lives are transformed, yes. and yes. leprosy, and medical, and artist, and uh, you know, the great composers, and all this, yes. all by this one man. Well, th that's so hard to fathom, you know. But here, where yeah. I actually find it. In this book, way back then. So here, well, here we see. Go on. Well, so Job, John, is it true? So Job was written between seventh and what, and fourth century BCE. Oh no, no. The uh, book. Of, oh, sorry, this is the wrong one. Uh, Job. Okay, the book of Job. What, what? When was it written? The well, book they of don't Job? know. They're they're going to place it in the time of the Before Genesis. Yeah. So they're thinking. Moses wrote Genesis, and I don't know. Four, let me double check. Okay, fourteen hundred. So 
to get them back to the patriarchal period. What the fifth century BCE? Uh, maybe? No, it's 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 further than that. Okay. Um, we're thinking that um, the patriarchal period was probably about four thousand years ago. Yeah. Moses wrote started writing the first five books of what we call the Torah uh, around about fifteen hundred. Okay. Okay. The death of Pharaoh, Joseph in Egypt. Okay. Uh, and they start coming out and okay. So. It's right in there where Moses is, but this has indicators that don't line up with uh, that time period. It pushes it further back to like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for those reasons that I said. Uh, he, he offers sacrifices for his children, so he's the patriarch of the family, but he's the yeah. priest of the family. There's no reference to the law or to Moses or the tabernacle or the promised land. He's probably living in a region on the east of the Jordan, probably in what's present-day Jordan, and later yeah. the Edom. <clears throat> so it puts it way back there, man. It's yeah. way back there. Yeah. And all this, why do we get this suffering yes. servant yeah. right out of the gate? Do you ever think of that? Why do we get it right out of the gate? And the last book of the Bible, Revelation, mm -hmm. what's the main theme? The lamb that was slain. Yes. This servant lamb. Right. And so you see that connective kind of theme running through it. Yeah, Dave. Um, well, d don't you think it was God uh, giving us hope for uh, his son to come? I mean, yeah. right away, because in Genesis, you know, he immediately responds um, to the serpent, right, uh, after the sin. And, you know, is this just another example of, of God saying, look, I'm going to send my son, you know? I don't know, because it's so early in the Bible. I mean, it, it's... It's right there. Well, um, it's a glimpse. It's what they call a picture. For example, uh, we looked at this before. Jesus is called the second or the last Adam in right. Romans 5 and in 1 Corinthians 15. Yeah. Uh, God told... Uh, that Genesis 3.15 says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head. And you shall bruise his heel. Yeah. So, there, and then Job's right after that, showing the suffering. I don't know. That was just a question for you. The timing well, of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is the idea that. Uh, well, that that is a famous uh, proto evangelism. They call that that an early glimpse of the gospel. That mm -hmm. the seed of the woman, which is strange because the man carries the yeah. seed, but the seed of the woman will crush Satan's head. Yes. Uh, that's the, the what they call the uh, discapitus, which is the you kill the enemy when you get his head, right? Right. But in the process, you will bruise his heel. You're going to yeah. nip at him. You're going to hurt him. And, of course, we see that at the cross. Yes. So, yeah, early on we see this idea this suffering mm -hmm. one is coming who's going to be victorious. Yeah. So right, And that starts moving through all the pages once you understand the arc of uh, the storyline. So here we have Job and... Um, Again, you got you look in the Old Testament. You got prophecies, mm -hmm. predictions. You got uh, ceremonies like the, the Passover and, and the Tabernacle. But you also have Jesus uh, in characters or persons. Like I said, Adam, Isaac is much a picture of Christ. He's the obedient son that carries the wood to his sacrifice. He lays down like death. He's raised up. Mm -hmm. Out of him will come all the blessings. Uh, another one is Moses. God says in chapter eighteen, verse fifteen. I'm going to raise up a prophet like you, Moses, right. and the people must listen to him or they will be cut off, which means judge. And when Jesus comes, especially when he does the feeding of the 5,000, all the people say, this is that prophet. This is that prophet mm -hmm. like an Moses. Of course he was. 
And then we knew there was going to be one like David. Yeah. Uh, Son of David is often the title of Jesus because he's going to rule and reign forever. He's, his throne will rule, and that's, that's his kingship. Then as you move through, you see it like in Jonah. Yeah. You know, Jesus says, yeah. I'll give you a sign. Yeah. And Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. And then he gets out, and then he delivers his message to yeah. a, a, a Gentile uh, world, Nineveh, the, the, the wicked. The, those are some of the primary characters in the Bible. Yeah. And all of them line up to who Jesus was going to be exactly and right. what he was going to do exactly and his right. walk on the planet while he was here. It, it, my goodness. It, it, <laughs> it just, how can you miss it? Because people don't investigate. Yeah. People don't investigate. I mean, this is yeah. the most important questions, which I'm going to cover tomorrow at the men's Bible study. Yeah. Is, is how do we get this universe? Right. What is the nature of God? What is the nature of man? What is the expect of us? What's our purpose? What's our right? purpose? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's going to happen to mm -hmm. us when we die? This is like, not like, uh, where am I going to take my car to get an oil change? Or where am I going to go on vacation next summer? This yeah. is life and death important stuff. And people just pass it by, and they rather read the sports page, or, or right. the, you know, I'm, I'm not, yeah. you know, it's just this is so important, and it can be explained. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, that's what you and Mike and I are trying to do with these short videos: is can we capture the simplicity of the story yes. in short, cartoonish, yeah. animated right. format? Yeah, only for the benefit of others, yes. and they can take it and run with it. But I do believe. That if people would look at the evidence, you, you cannot come away yeah. other than saying, my Lord and my God. You just can't. I, yeah. You can't. It's and hard. then once you appropriate it yeah. and you receive Christ and you turn away from your old life yeah. and you fit, get that peace, you see answers to prayer, mm -hmm. you start understanding the scripture, you're leading people to Christ, you see your children come to Christ. All of a sudden, life, life takes on a whole different... I call it, it's like going from black and white TV to high definition color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. Uh, you know, so yeah, You're right. I, I get excited when I, I Me too. because I, the proof systems are there and they're not complicated. The problem is we certainly didn't grow up with this, David. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know it. I'm not saying that we know and there, you know, we were something special. No, it's just there. Check the evidence for yourself, but it's all there. Th this is, um, you know, uh, all the movies that were out about the search for the Holy Grail and uh, the importance, you know, and, and that everybody's been searching for the answers for, you know, since the dawn of time, right? And so when you look at this, I mean, the world that opens up for you is too hard to explain. You, you have to actually get into this. And then when you realize why we're here and the purpose of our life, your life is transformed in every aspect. It changes completely. You won't even recognize your old self anymore. You won't. That, that, that's how much it changes you. It's like shedding skin in the wild, right? I mean, well, it, we've said it. it's a new race completely, so you leave your old person behind. And what an incredible life it is as you move forward. Oh, Everything yeah. changes your interactions with people, how you look at the world, how you look at drama in the world, how you look at evil in the world. Even though it's hard to comprehend this, and it took me a while, I really, you know, I was stuck on this point that, uh, that, that God is in control of the enemy. I was really stuck on that. That really took me a while to get past it. And then as I started to get deeper into it, I realized he has a purpose for the enemy yeah. and that's why he's controlling him it's for his good 
and uh, and it's for our benefit of how it's set up like this. Oh yeah, for God so right. loved the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, when you take a look at Job and everything that he went through, he was actually raised up from his sufferings uh, when he interceded for his friends to say, you know, please forgive them. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll get yeah to that's that. Job forty-two, yeah. and then okay, and then you look at Jesus. Yeah, but we'll get to it. But but anyway, it, it's just interesting how God restores people. But all right, so yeah. we can keep going. So uh, on chapter one, verse twenty-one, Job says, "Naked I came from my mother's womb; naked shall I return there." The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Notice he he he's in birth and death. He his focus is on the Lord, and yeah. he's naked. Yeah. And of course, Jesus at the cross, he was stripped. Yes. Uh, we don't know, but they, some historians say completely. That, that, that's almost almost verbatim. Yes. Right. Yes. Of Jesus on the cross. Exactly right. How does that happen? Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, right. And, and 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 so <laughs> what? so I mean the, the, so I, he 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 all of this stuff <clears throat> is happening right, and we see in uh, Satan comes back in chapter two. Yeah. And in verse seven. It says, so Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot, sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Now think of this. Where were Jesus' wounds? From the yeah. sole of his foot to the mm-hmm. crown of his head. Mm-hmm. And the arms, of course, too. Notice this. And so, and, and, and what does it say when Judas leaves the Last Supper? It says Satan entered into yeah. him. So it's satanic. You can you can track mm-hmm. Satan. You gotta We'll do a whole show on this, but you can see him through the pages of Scripture, yeah. and you start learning of his strategy. But th- th- that's one of the things I find that interesting. He was th- he was painful from the soles of his feet yeah. to the crown of his head. And when you think that God is in control of everything, He allowed that to happen. Right. And, oh and yeah. So I mean, the, the, this was all. And and here's the thing, uh, because you know God not only created us but also the spiritual realm with all the beings, He's in control now. Oh yeah. So, but e- even that, you know, um, that storyline you just suggested. I mean, God was in control of that. Mm-hmm. He let Satan do it. For, yeah. th- to fulfill the plan. Exactly right. I, I mean, there's no other way to say it. So when you start to look at it that way. There, there's everything has a different meaning, John. I know. And, and, and I guess you trust the whole path, and when you see all this stuff going on, because we really don't have any idea what his full plan is. We don't see or the whole what picture. he's doing. We, we, and, and we have to recognize that, but we also have to trust that whatever he's doing is in our best interest. Yeah, as right. As followers of right, Christ, right. And, and that's the part we have to get to. That's the key. Yeah. Is the key is is to is to get that free gift of salvation. Yeah. And it's not like we worked for it or we're mm-hmm. doing... Yeah. Now, afterwards, we're people of good works, which mm-hmm. are important. But nevertheless, we cannot be saved by all the good things we do. And that's where people don't realize the Bible presents this whole thing. And yeah. In Genesis, when it's uh, chapter 16, it said, And Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. That's how he got in right standing. Well, how do we come in right standing with God? You see in the book of Romans and everywhere else. We believe God, and it's counted or imputed it. That's yeah. our justification, just as if I had not sinned. Yeah. Justification. Right. Now we're working out our sanctification, but that's yeah. a different process. But here's another thing. When Jesus was on the cross, these people were taunting him, right? Uh-huh. It says here, in, uh, you can read this if you like. Where, where Six, are you? 16 uh, through uh, Job. Th- uh, Job 16, uh, th- 16, 9 through 10. Okay. 
God assails me and tears me <clears throat> in his anger and, and gnashes his teeth at me. My opponent fastens on me his piercing eyes. People open their mouths to jeer at me. They strike my cheek in scorn and unite together against me. Notice that? Yeah. What's one of the things they did to Jesus? They struck him on the cheek. Yeah. They beat him, and then they gaped their mouths at him. They mocked him, but they're yes. gaping. He's looking down, right. and they're gaping. Now, at this point, he, he, he's pain from the crown of his head to the sole. Uh -huh. He's naked. Yeah. He's, 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 nobody's there to comfort him. No. And he's going through this horrible experience, and they gape at him. And it's the same thing they said to Jesus in, in uh, Psalm chapter 22 uh -huh. when he's on the cross. Right. Uh, it says in 22 verse 13 which is an incredible psalm of the crucified Lord. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. You can psalm, read. Yeah, give me a second here. Psalm 23. You can actually start Psalm with, 23 or 22? Uh, psalm 22, yeah. uh, 13 and 14. Right, okay. Roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is turned to wax and it has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like postured, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Look at that. Yeah. They gape at him, they, you know. Yeah. Here's this man in horrific suffering, but he's gonna come out of that. I mean, mm -hmm. it, we later we'll read Psalm 22, just like Job is gonna come out of this. So what you get here, when you study the Bible, if there's a U-shaped curve that's mm -hmm. often used with God's prophets or his people. What yeah. I mean by that, they start out at a high level. Yeah. Job was righteous, he's innocent, he's wealthy, he's got a family. Often the number of children was a sign of prosperity. Oh. You're wealthy. Yeah, if yeah. you have a lot of children, you're like prosperous. But what happens is you go down. Think of a U-shape. You go down and you lose things, you suffer, you might even be brought to the dust of death. Like Joseph, who is the favorable son, he has a special coat, he's favored by his father, Jacob, but then his brothers betray him, he goes down, he goes to Egypt, he's sold as a slave, he ends up in a prison. Then what happens? He interprets dreams, he's exalted, he becomes the secretary of state of Egypt, he saves all of Egypt, and he welcomes his family and feeds him. See the upward swing? Same thing's gonna happen with Job. He starts high, and he goes down through this deep valley experience. Same thing you'll see happen with Moses. He's the prince of Egypt, and he kills this man, he has to run away, he's on the backside of a desert, pretty much alone, although he has a family, and then God starts exalting him, exalting him. You'll see this pattern often because it's a picture of Jesus Christ. Philippians 2 says, even though he was in the form of God, he thought it not equal to be equal with God. And he takes off these glorious robes of his heavenly being and humbles himself to become a man, yeah. even to the point of a servant, suffering on the cross, buried in a grave. You can't get no lower. No. But now he rose from the grave, mm -hmm. he ascends up to heaven, he sits at the right hand of the Father. Do you understand this? This, If you understand this motif, it's a storyline. Yes, see? But absolutely. The, you can use this as like a pair of glasses you put on. Yep. And you'll see this happening time and again yeah. to God's people, God's person. And then what happens, it's totally crystal clear in the person of Jesus. Same thing with Job, all that suffering. And then God rewarded him with twice as much as he had before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's unbelievable. But man, well, boy, th these are so similar. You know, what, what, when you do your first read through the Bible, see, 
all of the stories, if you don't make that connection with Christ, all of them are separate stories. Yeah. And, and that's where it kind of, it, it gets confusing for people. What does this relate yeah, to? Yeah, right, why, right. Why am I reading this? But when you realize the Bible is all about Christ, the coming of Christ, his life, his mannerisms, his walk on the planet, his suffering, you know, and how he, you know, died and then rose again. I mean, it, it really ties it in nicely and oh, yeah. opens your eyes to the true yeah. story going right. on here. Yeah. And then then the idea that his friends betray him. Look at the yeah. Job 22, verses thick, 6 through 7. Job 22? Uh-huh. Verses 6 through 7. Uh-huh. You demanded security from your relatives for no reason. You stripped people of their clothing, leaving them naked. You gave no water to the weary, and you withheld food from the hungry. Though you were a powerful man owning land, an honored man living on it. See, they're bringing false charges. Yeah. He was a generous man. He did do good. But just like when Jesus was in trial, it says nobody could nobody could convict him of sin. Mm -hmm. They couldn't find no fault with yeah. Jesus. Okay. And there's right. even though these people surround him, they can't. They here is the thing: even his friends can't help him. Remember, Jesus, one of his apostles betrayed him for silver. The other denied him three times. Mm -hmm. The others yeah. ran away at his crucifixion. They weren't even with him at the mm -hmm. Gethsemane when he's praying and mm -hmm. going through. The, he says, couldn't you stay awake for an hour? Yeah, no kidding. And then it says, it goes back to Psalm where it says in Zechariah, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep will flee away. And that's what happened. Just like Jesus' closest companions were not a help with him at his deepest suffering moment, when you need your friends the most. Mm -hmm. All they can offer is bad advice. Yeah. Like when Peter tells Jesus, don't go to the cross. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he probably meant well, but it, it, you yeah. know, it just didn't help. Yeah. So we see that idea where these friends come, they raise false witnesses. Uh, yep. And he, um, there's a couple other things that's interesting that Job will say he's righteous. And you see this in chapter 27, verses 4 through 6. Chapter... Uh, 27, uh, 4 through 6. You can start with 3, actually. Okay. Uh, as long as I have life within me, the breath of God in my nostrils, my lips will not say anything wicked, and my tongue will not utter lies. I will never admit you are in the right till I die. I will not deny my integrity. I will maintain my innocence and never let go of it. My conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. See, he's, I don't care what people are saying. He's saying here, I'm a righteous man. Yeah. And of course, with our Lord, right. he says, which one of you convinceth me of sin? Who can find fault with me? He's, he's sinless. Even his enemies at the mm -hmm. trial, they keep getting their stories mixed up. False yeah. witnesses. Yeah. Um, Pilate's wife says, have nothing to do with this man. I had a dream about him. Judas comes and throws a silver in the temple floor and says, I have betrayed innocent blood. The centurion at the cross says, truly, this is the son of man. Yeah. Pilate says, I find nothing wrong with this man. You see what I'm saying? All these people are declaring, mm -hmm. just like Job says here, I'm righteous. So the suffering servants is righteous. That So he's not suffering because he's done so, something wrong. Jesus did not suffer because he did something wrong. That's why it says in 2 Corinthians 5, it says, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. You see, he yeah. knew no sin. There was no sin. He's like, Jesus really is like pure light. 
pure right. light. Mm-hmm. It's no impurities yeah. in it, no nothing. And he walks across the world stage. And the world, even if you're not a believer, mm-hmm. you got to say, there's never been a, a, anybody yeah. like this. I mean, we date our yeah. calendar by his birth. He's, he, you know, he changed history, yeah. you know, in every direction, whether it's art yeah. or music or hospitals or leprosariums or yeah. orphanages and literature. I mean, this was a guy that gets crucified at age 33. Uh, that's, you know, that suggests that he is who he says. All right, and another thing that Job looks for in chapter 9, we're pretty close to it, so we'll just go back there. He's looking for a mediator, and this is where uh, we see this idea that uh, uh, he can't find this this person that's going to mediate for him, that comes in between. Uh, he says, okay, look at, uh, look at verse 9 and 10. Sure. No, look at verse 8. Look, there's oh. an interesting comment. He's talking about God here, right? Okay. Look what he says in verse 8. He alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. Oh, he walks on the sea. Yeah. God walks on the sea. That sounds interesting. Yes. <laughs> he is the maker of the bear and the Orion and the uh, Pleiades uh-huh. and the constellations uh-huh. of the south. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. Notice that. He, he, yeah. He's basically saying, look at that picture of Jesus Christ. He, he Literally, he's saying here, he walks, he walks on the sea. Right. You know, and, and then, he, then he says, I, he's, not, he's invisible. He says in verse 11, if he goes by me, I do not see him. If he moves past, I do not perceive him. If he takes away, who can hinder him? Who can say to him, what are you doing? God will not withdraw his angle. The allies of the proud lay prostrate before him. Then he says, he, he, he wants to come to God and talk to him. He says, if, verse 60, if I called and he answered me, I would not believe that he was listening to my voice. So he's, he's really kind of in this situation. He says, I want to talk with God, but I can't find God. You know what I mean? It's very interesting. Of course, Jesus says, whomsoever will, let him come to me. Yeah, heavy laden and laboring. But Job can't find this. You know, he's, he's struggling. Job reaches a point of despair, really. And, of course, we think of Jesus on the cross when he yeah. cries out, My Lord and my God. And yeah. he didn't want to go through that suffering no. in the human sense because he prayed three mm-hmm. times in the garden, uh, Father, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. The cup, of course, right. was a cup of suffering. But, again, stay in uh, this chapter 9 mm-hmm. and look at verse, uh, uh, t- let's see, look at... Uh, Look at uh, Job. Um, bu- 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 look at Job, chapter thirteen, verse fifteen. Okay, Job thirteen. Uh huh. Fifteen and, and uh, Job thirteen and fifteen. Okay, I got that listed. So, so thirteen, and you want me to start verse at fifteen. Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face. Notice that. Yeah. Though he slay me. Yeah, this is what our Lord did. Okay, yeah. I will, I'll take this cup. Nevertheless, not my will, right. but thy will, even if it means I'm going to be killed. Right. Hor- horrific death, crucifixion. So we see that kind of little glimpse there uh, again uh, of uh, the Lord. Then he says a, a couple things, actually, uh, when you go through here, since we're in this area. Look at chapter 14, verse 14. It's a very, very powerful statement. 14. 
If someone dies, will they live again? See that? All the days of my hard service, I will wait for my renewal to come. Notice that. He's mm -hmm. questioning after life. I mean, this is really <clears throat> the most important question right. at all. What happens when we die? And of course, here we see the glimpses of it where he wants to know what's going to happen to me after I die. And God's going to reveal it to him uh, if we turn over to chapter Job chapter um, uh, 25, um, it talks about this. I, I'm sorry, chapter 19. Oh, chapter 19. Yeah, I, I got that mixed up. Um, yeah. Um, now, look at, look at verse 23. I'll read this. This is Job 19, verse 25. Oh, that my words were written in a book. Oh, that they were engraved, inscribed in a book. Oh, that they were engraved on a rock. Notice he wants this thing etched. Right. It is a very important thing he's going to reveal here. That's, I don't want this just on a piece of parchment or something, or just for you to hear it, and then it kind of goes with the wind. With an iron pen and lead forever. Talks about the writing, where they yeah. were carving. You think of these yeah. ancients, they yeah. carve you know, writing on mm -hmm. the wall. What is it that is so important? Notice what he says in verse 25. For I know that my Redeemer lives... Now, this is a, he says, I know this for a fact. He doesn't say my Lord. He says my Redeemer. And a Redeemer is somebody that comes and redeems you. He buys you back. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's the title of Jesus, one of his titles. He redeemed us from death to life. Mm -hmm. And the price of redemption was his blood. Yeah. So he says, um, for I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. What's he seeing here? He's seeing the second coming that this one is going to stand on the earth. Now, he could say his first coming, but we're going to see in a minute. He could reference the, the second coming, but he says he's not going to be far away in the heavens. He's actually going to come down and touch the earth. That's a very powerful statement there that God can do this. And, of course, our Lord does in his name. And then he says, and after my skin is destroyed, this I know. It, it's, he doesn't say this I hope for, this I think. He's saying this I know. Now, this is the first book of the Bible, right? Maybe 4,000 years ago. What's he see here? That there's a Redeemer, that he's going to come down to the earth, uh, that uh, even though my skin is destroyed, I know this for a fact, that in my flesh I will see God. So what's he see there? Yeah. A new body. Yes. A resurrection body, like Jesus told yes. us, you know. <laughs> That's pretty powerful stuff, Isn't right? It? Okay. Yes. Then he says, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold and not another. I'm not he's saying I'm not just saying this about other people. I'm talking about me. I'm gonna see this. Oh, how my heart yearns within me. So he understood the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Okay, way, way yeah. in the back. And of course our Lord would say yeah. continually, destroy this temple and I'll raise it up in three days. He goes, You will slay me, but I'll rise again in the third day. Yes. He, he knew his resurrection. Yeah. And then of course our Lord talks continually about his second coming. Mm -hmm. But man, this is powerful stuff. Yes, it is. Coming yeah. 4,000 years ago. No kidding. And if you're a believer today, you can take great hope on that. Or uh, my friend just lost his father through cancer yesterday. But the, the point is, if he's a believer, yeah. he's going to rise again. Yeah. And the, the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 15, in the twinkling of an eye, your body is like, like our Lord in a risen structure. And man, that's a powerful thing to hope on. Yes, we don't it is. hope. Or, or think, I think, maybe, hope, da, da, you know, we have a certainty. We have a certainty that this life is brief. I just saw the actuary rates of lifespan. You know, in America, is mm -hmm. actually going down. 
It's going down. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. They they equated uh, uh, drug, popular drug usage, COVID, a lot of different reasons, oh. but it's it's decreased by half a year or a year. The actuary rates for oh, gosh. anyhow. I just say that that uh, yeah. nobody gets out of this thing no. alive, <laughs> and that's that's really very important for people to realize that this life is brief. I don't care what anybody says. And oh, yeah. we, we run through life like we're immortal, right. particularly when we're young. That's why young people do high-risk things, that jump <laughs> off bungee cords and go you yeah. know, parasailing and yeah. all this, whatever. But it's there's this sense of immortality. That my mm-hmm. life is going to go on forever. As you get older and you realize there's less of life in front of me than there was behind me, you start getting more cautious. And you should get more reflecting on what's my life about. And the big question, uh, I was, saw this at a funeral once, You do people often say, well, why did he die? Or why did he die young? That's the wrong question. My mm-hmm. question is, why did he live? What did his life contribute? How did he enrich other people's lives? What's his legacy? So you look at it from that angle, it, it gives you a purpose right now, right here, to be storing up yep. treasure in heaven. But uh, too many people do not think about the whole death you know, no. with the inevitability. You know, John, I, I used to think, well, you and I were both server blades, right? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I think back uh, at my younger self, I always thought, you know, the time I'm going to open the Bible is when I'm when I'm retired and I have the time to read it. I, who's to say I would have had even that opportunity to live that long? That's right. But this is the way I thought about it. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are in that same genre or, or they just think, you know, I'm enjoying my life right now. I don't really need to worry about it because I'm not anywhere near close to death. Manana. Who knows yeah. Yeah. when our time is up? I mean, yeah. you know, 97, when I was in a severe car accident that could have took my life, you know, th- did I think that was going to happen? No. No. I mean, so... The, the bottom line is we just don't know. So we've said this before, you know, this isn't a fear, uh, you know, statement, but you got to jump into this right away because, you know, we don't know how much time we have, but also the lost time, once you're in this, which is my situation, you know, you came back from WEC in 2013. That was the first time I read the Bible. Yeah, I remember. That was really the start of my walk in a more serious fashion because I was still just floating around. That was 2013, right? So, you know, less than 10 years ago, nine years ago right. is when I got in it. And then I always look back to say, oh, my gosh, why did I wait so long? You know, yeah. because the it, the fruits you get from this far outweigh any work you're going to put into it. Oh yeah, it's because it's, and it will be work. You, you got to put the work in. You got to put work. I mean, in you got to read. You got to study. You got to be with people that are where you want to be. Yeah, is yeah. you become your new self, and um, you know, not to say that other people are bad. It's just you're gonna need you're gonna need to readjust. You need to have people in addition to your current network. That's right. Christians to help you with the walk. It's a course so, correction. Right, yeah, it's a total mm-hmm. course correction. Yeah. And once you do that, truly say, mm-hmm. the whole trajectory of your life is... is Absolutely. Is and then, oh but the gosh. beauty of this, you don't do it alone. Right. You know, children and friends and yep. people you influence and touch. And you don't know the extent of that kind of witnessing goes because, yeah. uh, like you say, life is short. And, and the Bible says in Psalm 90, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day might bring forth. And Jesus gives this interesting parable. You know it, David. This wealthy man, 
um, has a great harvest, right? Yeah. And he, he gets the harvest in and he puts up these storage bins, right? And then he gets even a bigger harvest that he has to tear, he has to be bigger and bigger. And he, and he keeps saying, I, I am prospering. And then I'm going to say to my soul, soul, take ease, mm-hmm. rest, be like retire because I got so much, so much, so much. And then the, this voice comes at the end of the parable, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. See, it wasn't wrong that he was prospering. Mm-hmm. He was a good steward mm-hmm. or whatever the situation. Yeah. But if you notice the I pronoun there, right. all he thought about was himself mm-hmm. and not giving thanks to God or preparing his heart to face God one day. But it says, thou fool. Uh, and we know in the Old Testament, it says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So he just... Uh, it's just not worth it, you know. I mean, there's too much evidence, and and, and and like you say, we have to work. Number one, it says in Timothy, uh, study uh, to show thyself a workman, rightly dividing. So you want to study the Word of God. It says in Philippians, work out your work out your salvation with fear and trembling, your sanctification. Next verse says, for it is God that works in you, for His good pleasure. So we're working yes. as we understand God's yes. law, but He's working inside mm-hmm. us, the Holy Spirit. Answer to prayer, friends that help illuminate us and guide us along the way. So he's for us, yeah. and we just got to get in it, you know. And it, it, but the other big thing is we're one body with many members. I like this one Corinthians twelve, uh, you know, twelve uh, verse twelve through thirteen. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body. So it is with Christ for in one spirit. We are all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made the drink of one spirit. So what we're getting when you become a follower of Christ, you're getting all of those blessings from the other followers of Christ. Oh, you're yeah. your brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's where you can't believe how incredible uh, that kind of overflowing of gifts you get from other people oh, yeah. that, that, are, that are rowing in the same direction you are. Because everybody realized nobody's yeah. better than the other person. Right. We're all in it together. We all have different gifts. Yeah. Like you, you know, that's... Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing when it's mm-hmm. working because I always say all ground is level at the foot of the cross. Yeah, you're right. There's no... You're uh, right. You know, uh, Amen. You know, there's nobody that uh, <clears throat> you yeah. know, is higher than the other. And but we're all helping each other. Whether you've been Christian for two days or yeah. for 20 years or whatever, our whole goal now is to make disciples, to right. glorify God, right. and try to be conformed to the image of Christ, and get ready because, you know, one day we're going to exit, you know, we're going to exit stage left, as they say. But like I, I always mention, my death of my brother Jim, he was ready, you know. He yeah. didn't want to die young. I think he was 70, uh, but he died. You know, in the last weeks, he, 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 he praised the Lord. He sang hymns. He joked around. He talked about life, and he was ready, you know, and, and that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and I've been with other Christians that died, and they have a certain, uh, like, a, they don't want to die, and some of them are on a drip, maybe yeah. getting a pain yeah. thing. But they're, they're, they have a certain settledness to yeah. it, that this is this is what happened. Is for, you know, and it's just what it is. But Job is ready. Now, now we'll come to what you talked about before in chapter 42 in the last couple of minutes. Now, here, if you will, is like this resurrection phase. Job 42? Uh-huh, where it ends. Okay. Um and here's what he's saying here. Uh-huh. Now, there's a couple interesting things here that are going right. on. <clears throat> now, this is the end. He's confronted the Lord. The Lord's <clears throat> revealed himself to him yeah. in a very special way. Um, and, and, and he knows God now in, in a very, uh, what, what can I say, uh, personal way, if, if uh, I can say that. And then it says, 
Um, Job answered the Lord, verse 1, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld. So he understands kind of what's going on here now. He understands God's will right. uh, a little bit. And then he says, things too wonderful me that I did not know. He, he's humble. He says, there's things I just didn't know I will, I will ask of you. But look what he says uh, in verse 5. This is very interesting. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Notice that? He says, I heard of you, I understood right, you, but right. now I have this experience right. that my life has been transformed. And as a result of that, um, look what the Lord says to his friends, um, verses uh, 7 and 8. After the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to Elipaz, uh, the Temanent, I am angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. Notice he's angry. The Lord yeah. says, mine says, my wrath is aroused against you because you did not tell the truth. You did not encourage him. Now look what he says in verse 8. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. You have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. Notice, yeah. now he wants Job, after this sacrifice, to pray for them to derail the wrath of God falling on them. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus say on the cross? Father, forgive them, for they know, for they not, know what not what they, they do. They do. Right. And of course, our Lord lives now yeah. the, in heaven, ever yeah. liveth to make intercession mm -hmm. for us. But notice, this righteous servant yeah. who went through this horrific suffering is now on this place where he is praying for his friends because he's in right standing with right. God. And now see right. how this relates to Jesus yeah. Christ in his resurrection. He says, go make disciples of all nations. And, and then he talks about the forgiveness of sins, the remission of sins, if they'll accept this sacrifice of the cross. And then they do that. They did as the Lord commanded them. Uh, and then it says in verse, verse 10, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. So it comes, Job is coming full circle now. He's forgiven his friends. He uh -huh. prays for his friends. He, he prevented the wrath of God to fall right. on his friends. Uh, indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now, this is the exaltation phase. Mm -hmm. You see the exaltation phase? What's Jesus exalted to? Highly exalted mm -hmm. above angels, mm -hmm. sitting at the right hand of the right. Father. See the exaltation yeah. after the yeah. suffering servant thing. Right. And then, then um, now it says here, uh, look at verse 11. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. Notice now this yeah. wealth. All these uh, mm -hmm. blessings that he, he right, received. Right. Yeah. In, in verse 12. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. For he, See that? More than yes. his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 female. This is how wealth was measured right. in that time. Right. Uh, whereas in the, when you come to in the time of Moses, you see shekels and you see silver and coins, etc. He had seven sons and so and so now he, he is this wealthy man. He's come through this really incredible experience. He's, he's loaded now with wealth. And, 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 you know, Jesus is king of king and lord of lords. And in all the land was found no woman so beautiful as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance 
among their brothers. Notice the inheritance yes. for those that are close to him. Right. And of course, Jesus gives us an inheritance. Yes. You know, we're heirs to, to all these blessings. And the thing of it is, I always say to receive an inheritance, two things have to happen. Number one, you have to be written into the will. And number two, somebody has to die yeah. and leave you as a beneficiary. Of course, that's what Jesus yeah. does. Well, so, eternal life is quite a gift, John. Yeah. Are you kidding? So, so yeah. after this, uh, it says in verse 16. Uh, 16, after this, Job lived 140 years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. Right. And so Job died an old man and full of years. There it is. Amen. It has Amen. kind of an eternal aspect yes, to it. Yes, it does. So it starts out one way, goes through mm -hmm. it, he emerges here, and he's a whole different person. And yeah. Not, you know, so you, you do catch glimpses of Jesus through this whole experience Job had. Yeah. You know, this suffering servant. And why is that the lead story in the Bible, if it is indeed the first story in the Bible? Well, there it is. You know, yeah. just to show what is to come and uh, and the the true character of Jesus Christ. I know. It. You know, so that's what that's what I was. You know, again, it comes right off of Genesis, and uh, so to me, it's just perfect. Yeah. Everything God does is perfect. It's amazing. <laughs> so it's amazing. The way He lays down the puzzle, the the path we're on, and and the way He gives us the the word. You know the manna to to eat, consume, and tr he's trying to get us to understand, you know wh what really happened here, exactly and right. and what gifts he's offering to the masses exactly. that are too busy to spend time to look at it. Exactly right. You know, so, so I I don't know. In the end, Dave, yeah, as we I, close I, I this pray, show, yeah, we pray that you know that folks will will continue to to reach for the for the word and uh, get under a strong church community and really started to learn more about what we've been talking about on the show for what five and a half years yeah i think so <laughs> wow. yeah so thanks for tuning in again again like yeah. i said this is wnzn radio coming to you from lorraine ohio 89.1 fm on the station and um if you want to get any of these shows they're all archived you simply go to www.john1421john1421.com on the left column you will see the radio uh, insignia and you just scroll down and you see I think I, I think there's almost 60 shows archived. Oh, more than that yeah, yeah I think there is yeah yeah all archived very right. interesting different interviews and ministries many different things so thank you for tuning in and God bless you have a great weekend God bless you everybody take care